0: plushcare.com slash weight loss Welcome to the Off Menu Podcast Just five minutes in bubbly chat creates the perfect soft-boiled conversation
1: Hmm. No? Uh, yeah all right, you do an egg one. Welcome to the Off Menu podcast. Cracking stuff. No, awful. Really,
0: huh? really bad. Really huh? bad. Look, mine wasn't great in terms of, like, the intros that we've done in the past. Yeah. It wasn't great. It sounded like I was trying to be poetic. I wasn't. I was just trying to do something. But yeah. cracking stuff is really bad. Is ironically very bad stuff.
1: Okay, well, you don't understand it, because... I do, it's cracking
0: like like an egg, you crack an egg, right. yeah. okay, are well, you're halfway there. You crack an egg, and now you say cracking can mean good. Cracking
1: stuff's also a... Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I know it's a phrase, yeah. Well, think think about it again, then, and laugh, because that's funny. No, because it's bad, it's bad stuff. Okay, well, you're it's in the wrong bad. business, baby. You're in the wrong <laughs> business. <laughs> <laughs> don't you bother me. Uh, no,
0: welcome no to the Off Menu Podcast. It's Ed Gamble and James Acaster with a little bit of our classic double-lap repartee there. James, what's this podcast about? We have a dream. Oh, we have a dream. Right. Yes. It's about Martin Luther King, <laughs> our podcast.
1: Sorry. We, we have a dream. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say we have a special guest in a dream yeah. restaurant. And then I went yeah. to say we have a dream guest. and then we I do stopped, have a dream guest. And then I thought to myself, yeah, we yeah. do have a dream guest, actually. So yeah. maybe keep that in. And then before I could get myself, my, my, my brain short circuited. Yeah. Look, I don't normally have to think of an intro, and cracking yeah. stuff really took it out of me. <laughs> And I deserved it. I, I, I criticised your intro. <laughs> yeah. I deserved to have it blow up in my face like this. Yeah, you did. We have a dream. We have a dream. That a dream guest comes into our dream restaurant and orders their dream meal. Consistent of their favourite ever, start a main course, dessert, side dish and drink. And t- today's dream is
0: Bimini, bon Bimini Boulash. Bimini Bon Boulash. Bimini Bon Boulash is a drag queen, a recording artist, a, a model as well. Signed to a model agency, straight out of Drag Race. A force of nature. A force of nature. James A. Acaster. What a quote there uh, for the front of, of Bimini's book. Bimini's got a book coming out.
1: Very excited indeed to hear. I mean, Bimini's also a vegan, so we should get loads of vegan recommendations here. Every yes, now and we again, should. we have a, have a vegan on the podcast. And, you know, hey, guys, we should get more vegans on, to be fair. I mean, that's us saying that we're in charge of who's on the podcast. Yeah. We're telling ourselves to do something that we could be doing. But here's the thing. The great Benito is a vegetarian and he hates vegans. Yes. And so it's very hard to get vegans past him because he, he has such a allegiance to the
0: vegetarian flag. The amount of times we've had vegans on this podcast and we've not been able to uh, release the episode because yeah. every course they order, Benito comes onto the recording and he goes, have a cube
1: of cheese, you little shit. Yeah. He tries to feed people cheese yeah. <laughs> and uh, milk. <laughs> There's of milk. He's a bad little boy. And we have to apologise countless times for this episode. We had to lock him in a cupboard. We did. Uh, and get, get rid of him so that he wasn't in the room. Listen, we're excited to have Booney Bamboulash in the dream restaurant. However, if she says a secret ingredient, which we have decided is something that we don't like, we have to kick her out the dream restaurant. And this week, the secret ingredient is... Gimini gone goulash Gimini gone goulash If
0: Bimini bomboolash says giminy gone goulash Bimini Bomboulash is out on her ash.
1: Not bad. Not bad? L- actually, really good. Yeah. I I I could I could see a little bit of panic in your eyes before getting to the last line, thinking what am i gonna say. Yeah. And I'm guessing you thought of Ash. It was definitely gonna be out on out on Ash.
0: Yeah, now Dash. I should have said Dash
1: really. But you were like, uh oh. I can't it begins with an A, so I can't really make the full line work. No. I can't go a- a- ash-tree- 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 ash, ash, uh, ash, 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 ash. But then you went live out on a ash. Yeah. And that worked. It's no Eddie Chetty ready for Betty or whatever it is, but it'll do for now. Listen, that's the high point of your life. Don't yeah, don't true. try and compare <laughs> everything to your best moment ever. Okay, Betty Chetty are ready for Betty. Yeah. That you're, you're never going to oh, beat man. that, and that's oh, and fine. That was, that was so long ago as well, and I've achieved nothing since then. Well, you know, there's loads of there's loads of geniuses like that, Ed. Who have, you know, earlier in their career Done something that, you know, Joe you know what? If it makes you feel any better, yeah You've never done anything as good since But neither has any other podcaster That's true No one else That's in podcast has said anything as good as Breddy Chetty and Ready for Betty since you said it I include myself in that number Oh yeah, me too Bimini's book is called A Drag Queen's Guide
0: to Life And is available for pre-order now And look out for new music coming from Bimini
1: soon Very excited. But for now Please join us as we hear the dream menu. Off of, menu, menu. Off menu, menu of Bimini Bon Goulash. We didn't Boulash. explain what Gimini Gong Goulash is. Oh, yes. Before we, we go into this, Goulash is really the secret ingredient, but yeah. we couldn't resist having a dish that rhymed with Bimini's name when we thought of Goulash. So then we went for Gimini Gong Goulash, but instead of say any Goulash.
0: Do you think, are we stupid? Are we thick idiots, James? I just sometimes think we're absolute thick idiots. Listen,
1: if anyone is listening to this podcast and they've never heard the Off Menu podcast before and they're a big fan of Bimini's and they're here to listen to her and then they hear this intro, they're going to think, well, this will be the only episode of this podcast we have (laughs) to listen to because these two are absolutely stupid. They've messed up every single job they had to do in this intro and they've taken it in turns (laughs) to mess it up as well. It started badly.
0: The guy who started it was rightly told off by the other guy who then tried to prove his point by being worse.
1: Yeah. And then that theme continued for the whole thing. At one point, they said one of the best things that either of them have ever said is bready, cheddy and ready for Betty. If that's the (laughs) highlight of this podcast, I'm not going back and re-listening to the whole thing. And then they led into the podcast, the main body of it, and then they remembered there was something they forgot to do And then they went back and did it And now they're completely second guessing everything <laughs> they've said to And all I tuned
0: you. in for was to listen to Bimini yeah. On a podcast And it's taking ages to get to Bimini Because they're still talking shit about Gimini Gone Goulash Which isn't even a thing <laughs> Which no one cared about the first time Anyway, should we here we go then Podcast Podcast Bimini Bon Boulash, welcome to the Dream Restaurant.
2: All right, boys. Thank you for having me. Psh, welcome,
1: Bimini Bon Boulash, to the Dream Restaurant. We've been expecting you for some time. That was James as the
0: genie waiter making his uh, fantastic appearance. Unfortunately, uh, because of some internet issues, we'll just let the listener know, we can't see each other today. We can only hear each other, so you're just going to have to imagine what James looks like as a genie, because he's properly dressed up for you and everything. Yes.
2: Oh, well, I'm going to miss it. Yeah, we've got some internet issues going over in northeast London, so it's out of my hands.
1: What are you imagining my genie outfit to look like, Bimini?
2: I hope you've got some shoes on that have got those little – it kind of curls up at the end like a really long toenail. Yes. And it's covered in (laughs) bejewels and bejazzled. That's what I'm picturing. I'm also picturing some, like, lovely kind of – oversized bejazzles harem pants topless but with some covered in chains and jewels that's exactly what i'm wearing yeah Good.
0: Apart from the bells on the nipples, you got you got everything. The The little nipple bells
1: uh, are quite prominent.
2: Yes. The eyes are the nipples of the face.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There we go. It's high time someone said it. The eyes are the nipples. What? No, no, what?
2: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You're much of a food fan, Bimini? Yeah, no, I am very much too much of a food fan sometimes. But... Um, I'm also vegan.
1: We don't have enough vegans on the podcast, so we're very excited to have you I was just,
2: it was just like, we got to two minutes or something of talking and I hadn't told you I was (laughs) vegan yet, and it was, I've been like itching, it's been, it's been difficult keeping it in.
0: To be fair, I think (laughs) a lot of vegans worry about that, and they always have to mention that, oh, I'm always banging on about being vegan, because they're worried that's what everyone else is thinking. But this is a food podcast, so it would be weird if you didn't mention it.
2: It's part of the manifesto. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's part of what we sign up to at the beginning. I've got to ask you this. Go on. Very
1: important question you'll ask all all vegans who are the top 3 best vegans
2: Oh, um, obviously me at number one. Mm-hmm. I think yep. Pamela Anderson can get the close. She can, she just misses out on the title as the number one vegan. And I yeah. think as well, Lewis Hamilton's doing some good stuff with their platform in terms of veganism. So I think Lewis Hamilton could have a bronze medal. Lovely. I had
0: absolutely no idea that Lewis Hamilton was vegan. I don't know why I associate driving fast with meat eating. He's got ham in his name.
2: <laughs> he's got ham in his name. He's breaking boundaries. He's, he's pushing it. He's pushing it. He's, he's It's not what you'd expect, and I think it's it's really cool. Do you think
0: he could get to the top spot if he changed his name so it didn't have Ham in it anymore?
2: Maybe if it was Lewis V. Cam Milton. V. Lewis Hamilton. V. Hamilton yeah. yeah V. Hamilton
1: Also would you like to go and see that musical uh, Bimini Would you go and see v. v.
2: Hamilton Maybe I'm not that big on musicals The only musical I really like Is Hedwig and the Angry Inch And I think that's quite a cool musical yeah. And obviously Rocky Horror Picture Show That's a good one But in terms of musicals They're not really my cup of tea
0: Was that hard in Drag Race then When you had to Because there's there's always like musical challenges And stuff aren't there
2: Yeah well we did the musical challenge And obviously um, For anyone that did watch it You'll know that I, my, my talents weren't in the vocals but it was more the punk energy attitude yeah it's the attitude and that's that's important as well when you're when you're a musician like it's not all about having the perfect vocals you've got to bring you've got to bring the energy you've got to bring the attitude it's
0: what punk's about that's my attitude to stand up comedy as well no i'm not funny but i'm quite loud yes
2: i mean we had to do a stand up comedy challenge with with an empty room with no audience yes. so that was difficult <laughs> mm, well that's like ed's <laughs> entire Ed- edinburgh run yeah, isn't it, Ed? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we always start with still or sparkling water. Always sparkling, because I think it just adds that level of glamour to a glass of water that you need at all times. And I actually carry around my own metallic straw. So if the restaurant doesn't have a metal straw, I can pop it in me sparkling water at all times. I love this. Now, do this straw... Is it just a standard, just metal tube? Chrome, yeah. Silver. This one's silver I I use at the minute, but I do chop and change between gold or pink. It really just depends on the day.
1: Now, is that a pink straw or is it like a a rose gold straw?
2: Oh, never rose gold. Never Never rose gold. (laughs) How dare you? Never rose gold. (laughs) No, no, no. Never rose gold. No, I'm not into that like pinky dust. No, I like dusty oh, pink, God. but not a rose gold. Not for me, that one.
1: Bimini, I've got news for you. I'm currently talking to you on a rose gold laptop.
2: <laughs> Do you know what? So am I. <laughs> 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 I've just realised my new oh, laptop no. is rose gold. <laughs>
0: What a hypocrite. Isn't it nice in this day and age that people can carry around metallic straws for a sustainably drinking sparkling water, whereas if you saw someone in the 70s with a metallic straw,
2: we all knew what that was for. <laughs> well, it has multi-uses. So I think that's, that's, what's, that's what we need with sustainability. We can't just have one product that does one thing. You need them to have various reasons for existing now. Huh? So you got sparkling
1: water with your own... Yep. Metallic straw that you've brought along yourself as well. Can I have a slice
2: of lime? Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. And ice. Is it always lime over lemon for you, Bimini? It's always lime over... Lime, oh, I said lime. That was a Freudian slip. Always lime <laughs> the, over... The, lime. the straw comes out again. <laughs> it's always lime over lemon for me. I would say, actually, no, that's a lie. Lemon first thing in the morning, but if I'm being, if I'm at a restaurant, I like to have lime in my sparkling water because I feel like it's a bit edgier than a lemon. Yeah, I feel like limes got more of a a like a bit cooler, aren't they? Limes,
1: bit more punk. Yeah,
2: bit more punk. Yeah, they've got an attitude.
1: I'm (laughs) intrigued with this uh, lemon in the morning lime in the evening thing. Mm. At what time of day does it switch over from lemon to lime?
2: It depends on what I've been up to if I'm honest, but I do think I'm one for a fad. So if someone tells me I have to drink a glass of lemon water at room temperature first thing in the morning, I'll do it every single day if they tell me it's mm-hmm. good for me. That's the kind of person I am, I think. So mm-hmm. I would say I'd say when the it starts getting a bit darker. I think yeah. when it gets a bit darker that's when you go for the lime.
1: Yeah, cuz then who's to know, you know? it's it's darker at that point is it a lemon is it a lime people can't call you out
2: is it an orange
1: (laughs) is it an orange
2: like what is it yeah is it are you having an april spritz or are you having a sparkling water like who knows at this point
0: that's weird isn't it about that why is it the lemon and the lime that people are so into when it comes to water because if someone brought you a glass of water it has a lemon or lime in it you're not going to bat an eyelid right but if they brought you a big slice of orange in your glass of water, you're going to complain.
2: You might complain or you might think they're being really cool or edgy, but I think it really comes down to, like, I was, I'm naturally ginger and I think people are just offended by orange and, like, that mm. tone and that shade. I think people just have, have a, a fixation with it. So um, I would say it's, I, th- I think, justice for orange. It's prejudice. People don't
1: want the orange in the water because of their own prejudice against gingerhead people.
2: Yeah, quote me on that. I said Or a it. carrot.
0: <laughs> That's why people don't want a big carrot sticking out their water either. Yeah?
2: I got called carrot top loads. So I think that is. I think that is. Although I love I had a spiced carrot. I know this is off topic, but I had a spiced carrot in Margate this weekend. And it was the best carrot I've ever had in my entire life.
0: I don't think this is off, off topic. I'm loving it. Not off topic at all. This is bang on topic, Bimini. Take us through the spiced carrot.
2: It also had this kind of like yogurt pesto base. And it was like soft in the middle. But a bit hard on the outside and it was covered in like all of different like cinnamon and and uh, cumin spices. And it was just cooked to perfection. And we were all just like, this is the best carrot I've ever had. And it was a whole carrot as well. So it was like a big old carrot. They didn't try to chop it up or anything. It was just mind blowing. Honestly, I can't remember the restaurant. I can't remember where it was. It was on a rooftop in Margate and they've just opened up the place. It was bloody freezing, but the carrot was gorgeous. Chef's kiss.
1: Sounds great. That's what's
0: getting there. It's really good, just like vegan cooking happening at the moment where chefs like treat the vegetables, like whole vegetables, almost as if they're meat and like baste them and, you know, cook them in amazing spices and stuff. And I, I myself had a big roast cauliflower the other day, Bimini.
2: I love cauliflower. It's so
0: versatile. Oh, man. It is good. Cauliflower
2: chicken. Like, you can make vegan cauliflower wings, buffalo Mm. wings. Oh, they are incredible. They're one of my favorite, like, little starter things to make. But – um. I, I think that I think you're true like I think we've we've become accustomed to like hundreds of years of cooking mm. very meat based especially here in Britain with very like where it's like meat and two veg. I think people are trying. People are being more experimental with carrots. And I was I just couldn't believe that the carrot has had this injustice its entire life when it could taste that good.
1: <laughs> Would you like the spiced carrot that you had on the rooftop as an amuse bouche for this meal?
2: Yeah, why not? Because do you know what? I feel bad for my lovely mum who is incredible, but she can't make a carrot. It's always either too hard <laughs> or just like it's basically raw. And this carrot was like, it, 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 it was, there was love in this carrot. It, yeah. it was, I can't stop thinking about it.
1: I'm watching uh, Walking Dead at the minute. And there's a scene in that that I saw the other day when one of the characters says to the other one, there's three pots of boiling water. In one of them, I put a carrot. In the other one, I put an egg and in the third one I put coffee grounds the carrot went in hard and came out soft the egg went in soft and came out hard the coffee grounds changed the water itself so what does that mean James? not really keeping up with Walking Dead very well it's confusing a lot of it is like going over my head but I thought that sounded pretty profound when they said that
0: I love that you're clearly not watching any of this stuff with zombies. You're like zoning out and looking at your phone and stuff. And the only time you've concentrated is sort of quite a bullshit proverb about
2: carrots. Well, I'm, I'm used to listen, listening about food all the time now. Thanks <laughs> to this podcast, whenever anyone mentions food, maybe it's you're not meant to judge something by its cover because you don't know how it's going to turn out. Maybe that's what that oh, means. That's
1: good. I think so.
2: Like I think it's quite profound, actually.
1: It felt pretty profound at the time, Bimini. Thank you.
2: Poplams or bread? Oh, poplams or bread, well, Bimini well, Bomboulash! Let's go with bread.
1: I can tell
0: you you know your food. You think about this a lot. What sort of bread are we going with? Do you have a specific type of bread? Do you have bread from a certain place that you love the most?
2: Yeah, so see, the thing is, right, I think ultimately you can try all these different types of breads and some of them are gorgeous. Shout out to the expensive sourdoughs that I've eaten in Dulston. Mm-hmm. But I will say, I don't know if you can beat a white crusty roll. Yeah. A white crusty roll that crumbles when you eat it there was a shop that i remember growing up as a kid and i think this is why i've got this like this this memory of it that i used to go every saturday to my auntie's house and it was just like a little corner shop but they made this like fresh bread in the mornings and we would get like these crusty rolls just with butter as well like not even with anything inside just like the crusty roll warm with butter and it's i i honestly don't think you can beat that
0: yeah I mean, you've you've convinced me. I've just I went somewhere else where you were describing that that warm crusty roll there. That sounds absolutely amazing.
2: Yeah, it's like it's a bit basic, but I do often as well as if you have a soup and you're popping it, a white crusty roll with a bit of butter on it in your soup, mm-hmm. you can't beat that. I mean, that's just like that's just like mouth watering stuff right there. And I think I think the white crusty roll is underrated. I think probably a lot of people will try and go really fancy with like to tell you about the, the breads. And I have had many a bread in my time, but I will say I. I just don't think you can beat it.
1: What kind of butter are you
2: having on it? Salted? Unsalted? Well, vegan butter, obviously, yeah. and also yeah. there's there's a there's a Sainsbury's do this really banging vegan butter now, and it comes in like a slab of butter, and it's hard like how butter would be, and it tastes and it spreads just like it, and it's it's like the closest closest I've had to kind of that like lure Pack experience that I grew up with. So I think yeah, it was obviously be the vegan butter. Salted always, because I put salt on everything. Here's an important question. Go on. Do you bake? I've, I have baked in my time. Some some really terrible attempts, but um, yeah, I have baked.
1: I have a business proposition for you, Bimini. Mm-hmm. Would you
2: like to open a bakery with me called Bakery Bun Boulash? Bakery Bun Boulash, or Bimini, run by Bimini Bun Bakery. Yeah, I'm up <laughs> for that. Let's do it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think there'll be a queue out the door. I think we'd sell a lot be. of crusty white rolls.
2: Yeah, crusty white rolls. We need to that needs to be like the main the main source of the um the the hype that we build around it because I think everyone's try, everyone goes too fancy now. I think we just need to bring back a bit of simplicity. Yeah. I say that while I'm like in this white faux, faux fur coat and like not really simple, but yeah.
1: <laughs> I say we only serve the crusty white rolls because I personally, I don't know what you think about this. I like the places that just do a limited menu now. The less stuff on the menu, yeah. the better because you know it's good you know it's good
2: yeah and like you can you can maybe switch it up in a few months time if you fancy it but ultimately people come for the food that they know they're going to love that's why i go back to some of the restaurants i go to is because i know that i'm going to get good stuff i i like places that have their like main things on the menu and then maybe sometimes i'll switch a few dishes around but like ultimately if i'm going back for years i want to be having the same stuff because food brings nostalgia
0: Exactly. It's like you're saying about the buns remind you of uh, your auntie's house and stuff. And these are the buns that you can serve at the Bimini Bun Bakery. I'm thinking shelves of those and you're wearing the white faux fur coat as well to serve them. So it's white rolls, white walls, white coat.
2: And I'm actually wearing a bra and panty two piece made out of... Strictly white crusty rolls
0: perfect what would you like James to wear because obviously he's going to be there helping out yep. um is he going to be dressed as the genie or does he need something else to fit in more
2: um well, we'll see do you know what I think James I think you you dress how whatever feel makes you feel comfortable mm. if you want to be the genie mm. you can be the genie you could be the genie of your own life I feel like if we're working at the bakery together
1: and you've got your outfit on that you just described. I'm going to feel a little bit out of place if I'm not wearing the same thing. So if that's the uniform.
2: Okay, well, we'll make you like either a thong out of the white crusty roll or like kind of a Borat mankini, but out of white crusty rolls, like that kind of vibe.
0: Yes. How's a thong going to work made of the white crusty roll? Would it have to be like uncooked dough for the bit of the back?
2: I do love uncooked dough. Yeah, Mm. I do. I feel like... I'd. Sometimes I feel like uncooked dough is better than the actual product at the end. Is that weird?
0: Well, I, I get it with cookies. I don't. I, you know, there's a big thing about cookie dough, of course, like raw cookie dough. Yeah, it hasn't quite stretched a bread yet. Yeah,
2: I feel like I'm quite weird. I quite like um, like making bread when we use like the water and the flour. I I quite like just eating that raw. <laughs> is that weird? <laughs> I've not heard of it before. It's not good let's... for your stomach. <laughs> it's not good for your stomach. But it's it's just I don't know what it is. I I could. Probably survive for a bit on, on just water and flour. Would well, you want that as your bread course? No, white crusty roll. Let's go. For, let's, it's it's cooked. It's baked. Yeah. How about okay? <laughs> uh, how about
0: how about this? Before we bring you the bread course, um, James, as yep. the genie waiter, will bring over the dough that we're about to bake the rolls out of, and you can give the dough a little taste just to make sure it's up to up to scratch, and then we'll whisk it away and bake it for you. How does that sound?
2: That would be great. And do you know what? There's always offcuts of dough that gets like put in a ball or thrown away, so I will happily eat that.
0: By all means. Pop into the kitchen and eat out the bin.
1: Yeah.
2: I'm actually starving right now and I'm trying to do this thing, this like crazy thing where you try to cut down on your bread intake mm. and this conversation is oh, so not doing a me any good. Oh, so this be a nightmare for you then. <laughs> yeah. Are you hallucinating? Are you- I'm not hallucinating yet, but I think if we, we go further on. I like, I just love it and I, I eat it too much. There can be days where I just, all I've, all I've eaten is bread and I'm like, oh, I need to eat something else because I've just literally eaten like an entire loaf or like a whole baguette <laughs> with like nothing else. Uh, like all of my favourite foods are kind of (laughs) bread-based.
0: So we might see the appearance of more bread-based things on the menu as we move forward then.
2: I think so. I was gonna try and avoid it, but ultimately like my favourite food is pizza. So that's like it's hard to avoid when it's bread-based. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny, it's funny that that we're like we're doing this because I remember like last summer when we were in lockdown, the first lockdown we were all sat in the garden, me and my housemates, and we had this conversation from start to finish about, like, because obviously we'd listen to the podcast. So we all went round and was, like, really talking about it, And we were, like, really getting into it. Like, you can't have that as your star. I am like, no way. What was the biggest controversy? Someone said poppadoms over bread. I think we were all, like, really? Poppadoms over bread? Like, we were all shocked. But, um, I mean, I would have poppadoms, I feel like, if I was, if definitely if I was having, like, an Indian dish or or like something maybe with like east asian or like southeast asian but i think ultimately bread for the just everyday use really it's your fave and you like them raw no one's eating raw popper dumps no well could you do that
1: actually to be fair no one besides yeah. you was eating raw bread to be honest but yeah. like yeah. still
0: <laughs> did you hear how excited bimini got at even the suggestion of raw <laughs> yeah
2: straight away i know <laughs> I kind of like, is ears, ears pricked up. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> well, I'll give it a go.
1: <laughs> so
2: let's move on to your starter.
1: The, the meal proper begins. What's your dream starter, Vimini?
2: So I'm going to go with a soup, but not any kind of soup, because obviously it goes great with the bread. Um, but I will go with leek and potato soup, and it is only because it was one of the only things that my mum could cook really really well and, and do you want it cooked by your mum <laughs> I think so yeah because she got this like really good texture with it and it was like kind of really like she'd like blend it all and it was it was it was really kind of creamy and probably really unhealthy but I remember having it as a kid and the thing that like it, it makes me remember is because mom, my mum would always cook like when she could. But I, I remember think I remember started cooking at about fourteen because I was like I want to start cooking for myself because I don't really like this that much. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit bland. <laughs> Sorry, mum, when you listen to this, I love you. But her, her leek and potato soup is her standout, and I think she used to live in the Bahamas when she was uh, younger, and all of the locals used to call it heather soup her name's heather so you just call it heather soup because it was, like, the only thing that she could cook. So she would, yeah. like, make it for everyone and just have this, like, abundance of heather soup to everyone. And it was just leek and potato soup. But um, it's got it's got memories. It's got nostalgia for me.
0: The thing is, why would you learn how to cook anything else if you do a dish that everyone names after you? Sure.
2: I know, well, exactly. And like, they, they all thought it was, like, the most mind-blowing thing that they'd eaten. <laughs> and it was literally just leek and potatoes. But um, when my mum and dad, like, when they moved to the Bahamas when they were younger, I think my mum said, like, they literally... Didn't cook for like the first six months. (laughs) They just like ate out, which is very luxurious. Yeah, Um, they didn't buy cutlery for six months because they would just go for dinner all the time. Which I mean, I would love to do that.
0: I think I'd have a fork (laughs) for an emergency, even
2: if I knew I was going to eat
0: out for six months. I'd definitely keep maybe one set just in case.
2: Yeah, I mean, the fork could have come in handy because they did get held at gunpoint once, so they could have had that fork to help them. Give me all your soup. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's what it was. They were trying to get the heather soup. They wanted yeah. the, the, the recipe for the leek and the potato.
0: But then, if I if I was given the option of any of the cutleries to protect myself against someone with a gun, I'd probably plump for the knife.
2: Oh yeah, you. It depends on not a butter knife. though, that ain't gonna do much. No, that's yeah.
0: true. I think it through. All right, fork then. Actually, I I tell you what. I'd just get a gun, and I'd if I yeah. had to eat soup, I'd eat it with the gun. Yeah. Yeah. That.
1: And I think gunners yeah, is technically cut the anyway. Yeah, that's true. Yeah,
2: I mean, just like we said earlier, sustainability—it's got to have more than one use now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Can you use that. Use the barrel as a straw. Yeah, why not? Here's my main question about heather soup. Yep. How much soup was
1: your mother making? Your, your parents have moved to the Bahamas, and your mum has made so much soup that the locals are calling it Heather soup. I think that's amazing. I mean, yeah. yeah, she's making it for everyone. She must
2: have been having a lot of people over to have a heather soup, and then going, "You're going to have to eat this with your hands. We haven't got any cutlery." Well, I remember when I was younger going to my friend's house with my mum, and um, I think this is like so. We're we're from like a Scottish Scottish family, and yes. Scottish Scotland, they like their meat and two veg. So it's also not yeah. My mum's only used to a certain thing, but I remember her coming to, we went to my friend's mum's house and she'd made this, like, tomato and mozzarella salad, and I remember my (laughs) mum being like... oh, this is lovely. What's in this? And she was like, mozzarella and tomatoes. <laughs> it was literally <laughs> just so those two. My poor mum, her. she was like, oh, this is amazing. And then she, like, made it, like, for her, like, next barbecue. And she was like, oh, do you like my, my salad, the tomato and mozzarella? I was like, oh, yeah, it's really good. <laughs> but now, now I'm older, I'm like, oh, it was just tomato and mozzarella. It wasn't anything groundbreaking. You got your metal straw. Yeah. And you have
1: drank your water out of it. Are you going to pop that in the soup? The straw? Have you ever
2: had soup? A straw. Do you think I'm an animal? <laughs> <laughs> I, I would eat the soup with my hands. Of course, I wouldn't use the straw. <laughs> no, I, 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 I have no. I will say I have. It depends on the bowl as well, actually, because that can sometimes the bowls can be too deep. You can't really give it a lick. But mm. sometimes when the soup's so good, you have got to lick that bowl. It's the same with food. Me and my boyfriend, I don't like. I'll lick the bowl. I don't care. I don't yeah. think it, like if it's just. I would do it in a restaurant, maybe. But um, I, would, I would do it at
0: home. I uh, unfortunately do that sort of thing in restaurants all the time and I'm roundly told off for it by my fiancé on every occasion. But I know that by the time I'm halfway through licking the plate, she can't do anything about it. So yeah. I, just do it, I just do it again. Well, exactly. And it's a compliment
1: to the chef. A real compliment to the chef is to just lick a message into it. So I, I, <laughs> I just lick, good food. So it says that and then it goes back and the chef knows. What a compliment. Yeah. Once when I was eating, I was at the breakfast club. And a man was watching
0: me eat quite intensely. Um, And he was sat quite close to me and looking at me eat. uh, And he was looking at my food. Was it
2: erotic?
0: No, I don't think it was erotic. I think he was just fascinated by me. (laughs) Not in a sexual way. I think I just, maybe I was just, you know, I was eating quite voraciously. And he was staring at me and he wouldn't stop staring at me, even though I made it quite clear that I knew he was looking at me. So I made an arrow out of the bacon uh, and wrote idiot in beans. What? Pointing towards him. (laughs) because he was looking at the plate so much so I made an arrow out of the bacon and wrote idiot in the bean
2: <laughs> I live for that like passive aggressive pettiness that's so yeah. good <laughs> Sorry, Ed, did you line up each individual baked bean
1: so it said "idiot," or did you write with your finger? I, I tried in the to beans? for a
0: bit, but then some of it was in sauce, so some of it I just had sort of shaped the sauce. But to be honest, once it got to IDI, I think he knew exactly what was happening.
2: Well, maybe maybe that's why he was staring. It was like yeah. this this <laughs> this person's making words out of beans. What are they doing? <laughs> yeah,
0: but the beans the beans word was a reaction to what he was doing. So yeah, you know, and he did look away after that. But yeah, mm. that's the only time i've written a message in food
2: can i ask you all a question yes please mm. do you count how many chews of your food you do
1: i personally
2: do not
0: edward i have done in the past but only immediately after i'm told that i should be chewing my food more because how many is it supposed to be bimini there's like a rule is 28 there? Like, yeah I've it's crazy tried.
2: it's crazy i've tried this i'm like because i i'm a very quick eater mm. and i've got it from my dad i think like growing up, they call me like the human dustbin because I would just <laughs> literally eat. But I would, I would not chew my food. And I think, yeah, sometimes I, I've had in the past uh, issues with my bowels, and perhaps that's why. Well, in your defence, you were mainly eating soup growing up,
1: so yeah.
2: you, you, how many chews are you meant to do with that? You know what I mean? Well, exactly, it's already chewed up for you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> is that how your mum made it? I think it's, it's a tricky one. I I do I do want to eat slower. Yeah. And enjoy my food more, but I actually think I'm eating so quickly because I am enjoying my food. Yeah,
1: well, I'm I'm definitely like you. I eat really fast. Yeah, and sometimes I've, I swallow something and think, well, that wasn't ready to be swallowed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that cut my throat. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I do that? So excited to get the next bite of exactly the same thing. I yeah. should have enjoyed that one that was already in my mouth. Sometimes
0: having to swallow a really big bit of food where you're like, you shouldn't have to go for three gulps while that's going down. I
1: feel like an <laughs> <Yeah>. anaconda.
2: <laughs> I know. Yeah, I do need to be more conscious of it, I think.
1: Well, if you want, Bimini, we can set up a counter in front of you, uh, like a digital kind of like clock that counts your choose for you as you're eating so that you know that you've done enough tunes for every, every course?
2: I think we'll try and go with half of 28, because I have tried yeah. to do 28, and it's literally gone by the time I get to 28. So yeah. I don't think I've ever got to 28 before. So I think, yeah, we'll try and meet in the middle of 14. I'll settle for that.
0: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewellery from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot.
1: Now, we think we already know what your main course is going to be. You've told us your favourite food, but we don't know the details. Uh, are we Are we looking at a trip to
2: Pizza Town? Uh, so I wasn't going to. I was going to go with an Asian-inspired dish, but my heart of hearts is saying pizza. And my, so my boyfriend is Italian. That's one of the reasons I'm with him, because he <laughs> makes great Italian food. <laughs> One of the many reasons, but that does help. Pastas, pasta's something that I love to have as well. Mm. A lot of carbs. My diet is very carb heavy. I do realise that. But Stefano, he, he makes great Italian food. But we always go for Purezza, which is a, a restaurant in Camden. They've got one in Brighton as well. Don't know if you've heard of it. It's all vegan pizza and it is the best pizza You will ever eat. I'm not even, I'm not even like being vegan and biased here. It won awards. It beat the dairy and meat awards for like pizza of the year, like three years in a row. It's so good. And they make all of their own vegan cheeses in house. It's all nut based and not all nut based. Some of it's different. And they, they, they do like hemp bases and like, they're really experimental with it. And it's really, really banging. They do this one in particular called Parmigiano party, party, which is kind of pork. It's like vegan pork stuff. And it is just so good. It's like literally what we'll get the entire every time we go there. The Parmigiano party. And and the thing is that Stefano being Italian and vegan, I think like his, his family were more shocked that he was vegan than he was gay when he came <laughs> out. Like they were, they were like, what? <laughs> He didn't hit them with that double whammy at the same time, did he? Not at the same time, no. I think the gay was a bit before and then it was a vegan, but the vegan was the one that they had to get most accustomed to.
0: (laughs) Have you taken his family to Purezza? Do you think they could handle that?
2: Um, I think they could handle it. They haven't been to Purezza, no. I've taken my my family to Purezza and my mum like my my granddad didn't come i remember i remember giving my granddad a vegan burger he's like 81 and scottish like old he's old school yeah. and i remember giving him this vegan burger and he ate it and he was like that was lovely it was really tasty and i was like oh well that was vegan he was like Oh, yeah, I could tell that. And I was like, no, you couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> You're just saying that. But, yeah, my mum loved Purezza. Like, my mum loved the pizza, and she was like, she couldn't believe it was all vegan.
1: Can't I've never heard of this place. I really want to go there now.
2: They also do dough balls as well. I was going to say, because... <laughs>
1: I know you love your dough. What are their dough balls like? Raw. The dough
2: balls—they have this. No, well, no, but they are cooked. But they also have this. The vegan cheese that oozes out of it. it's melted. Like they're vegan cheese. They should like bottle that stuff up and sell that in supermarkets because it's the best. Like I don't, don't, don't want to swear, but people go hard, like go go quite nasty on vegan cheeses. Whereas this yeah. stuff is like otherworldly. It's literally like. All made in, it's just, yeah, it's just so tasty. But um, like we go to Purezza probably once a month, like when it was open, like we were going that often, like they knew us by name there, so. And they also do a dessert, which we've never had, just purely because we always have too much bread. But it's an Oreo pizza dessert, which is oh. more bread. And it's, we always get to the point where we outbred ourselves, so we can't. Yeah. Habit. Sold. Whenever Sold. I see that on
0: a menu, a pizza place where they do a dessert pizza as well, I think who who is getting to that point where they order a dessert
1: pizza? And obviously, <laughs> it's James Acaster, but yeah. And I'm hoping that, <laughs> that an Oreo dessert pizza is a base, then loads of Oreos, then another base on top, like a big Oreo.
2: Well, yeah, I've not had it yet, so I can't I can't confirm or deny, but I'm sure it's banging.
0: I was assuming it was like a black base, like somehow they yeah. got the crumb into the dough and then spread oh, the cre yeah. the sort of creamy Oreo stuff on top. I'd love it. Or fold it over like a calzone.
2: I don't think... It's cal... Yeah, calzone. Yeah.
1: Were you questioning the pronunciation there, Bimini? Whether it's calzone or calzone?
2: No, I wasn't, because I'm... My boyfriend's... Italian, and I say everything like with the most London accent. So I'd be like, "Bambino," or like "Parmigiano." party like I'm sure that has got that says it in a different Italian way. Or like, yeah, just like it's it's always like Stefano as well. It's always like Stefano. I suppose family wouldn't say like that, but like it's just the London twang. I'm I'm not coming for your pronunciation. Don't worry. He's got. He's very good. Is it like he's lived here for for since 2011? And I must say, his grammar sometimes is probably better than mine, and it's his second language and I'm like he pulls me up on stuff and I'm like excuse me <laughs> but like, I'm not going to pull you up in your Italian because I don't know it but no he's, he's very smart so um I respect that but like yeah he doesn't try and he doesn't try and do my accent
1: you glance glancing over at the specials board whenever you go into this pizza place I think that that's the most that I look at specials boards I'm quite excited when going to pizza places about the specials board I'd say anywhere else I'm, I'm mainly ordering off the menu Whenever I go to a pizza place, I'm probably most likely to go for a special.
2: That's interesting. No, they do have cool special, like, cocktails and special pizzas, like Pizza of the Month, which yeah. we will get sometimes, actually. We'll get them on the specials board. But a lot of the times as well, because it is a pizza place, they do do other stuff other than pizza, like pastas and things, which I love as well. But I do think if you are going to a pizza place, get a bloody
1: pizza. Got to get the pizza. Anyone who orders pasta at a pizza place <laughs> winds me up so much. I'm not joking. I get so wound up. Sometimes you... Say to people, there's this great pizza place, you've got to come and have a pizza there, and you bring them, and then they look at the menu and they go, I always have a spaghetti bolognese, and I think, wow, it's a nice friendship while well, it lasted. It's so rude. This feels like a
0: massive subtweet on me, James, from when we went to Roberta's <laughs> in New York and I got the uh, cacio e pepe. <laughs>
1: Well, we all got that because Todd Barry had chosen it on his dream menu and we all no, wanted to no, have it. No, but
0: when we went the first time, I got pasta. I didn't get a pizza, I got pasta.
1: Yes, well, sadly, Ed, I, I can't sever my relationship with you. We do a podcast together. <laughs> I had to. I have to just grin and bear it whenever you make a bad choice at a restaurant.
2: It's just an act of defiance that we could just do without. Yeah. What can I say? I'm Bimini...
0: You know, you think you're punk, right? You go into you go into the pizza restaurant. And you're ordering a pizza like the rest like the rest of the chumps. I'm in there fucking the system and ordering a pasta. Get a cacio
1: pepe like a true punk rocker.
0: Cacio pepe, flip the double bird and walk out.
1: You know what? Fair enough. I'm pretty sure, Bibbidi, Smash the window that on the on that day Ed got a cacio pepe and a pizza. I'm pretty yeah. sure you did it just yet. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying people like. My, my good friend Ed Gamble, who gets a pasta as his side dish, i out of order. I'm saying, like, it's more the people who only get a pasta. But yeah, especially enough. if it's a spaghetti bolognese, I'll get really wound up about it. I'm, 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 I mean, really, we should move on to the side, but I'm really getting into this pizza chat.
2: Bimini, have you ever had pasta <laughs> on a pizza before? No, I haven't, actually. But oh. I do, when I make pasta, I, I put potato in pasta. Mm-hmm which some people find quite controversial. But I think that's a trick that people are missing. Honestly, mm. like pasta with potato, in uh, anything with pesto base, it's just carb on carb. It's just brilliant.
0: What sort of potatoes are you putting in? Are you like chopping up boiled potatoes, roast potatoes? What's going in there?
2: Maris Piper. We'll get Maris Piper, cut them up boil them with the pasta but you boil the potatoes first for a bit and then add the pasta make sure it's in a big pan plenty of water so the pasta doesn't get stressed because stefano says that is a thing and he is italian so i respect Mm -hmm. that and then you make you make your sauce and your base whatever it is and it's just it's great it's people now have pasta with potato and i'm pretty sure we invented it yeah maybe we didn't i would say the thing that's really
0: going to stress a bit of pasta out is if it's bubbling away in the pot, and then a potato comes in for a swim.
2: Well, no, because the potato's already in there, so actually the pasta is stressing out the potato. It's
1: a really true. Because
2: (laughs) the potato needs (laughs) needs longer time than the pasta, but you do need a big pan because I've cooked many a pasta in my time where the the pan has been too small, and Stefano gets very angry at me for (laughs) stressing out the pasta.
1: Stressing out the pasta, yeah. How would Stefano feel about this? I got an arancini the other day, a big old arancini ball, and i got a uh, how big it was about a cricket ball size okay and mm. there's loads of different ones and i asked for the spaghetti carbonara one and i bit into it and it just was a rolled up spaghetti carbonara covered in breadcrumbs so i bit into it and it just like blossomed and it was just all spaghetti carbonara inside like long strands of spaghetti just
2: a full spaghetti carbonara in a ball it was delicious oh my god well i bet that sounds delicious but that doesn't sound what you sound like what you wanted well it it it, it was what I didn't know I won. Okay, well, that school was good. Sometimes the universe answers us in many ways, and maybe that was what the universe was giving you that day.
1: Yeah, I think so. I don't, I don't know if it, yeah. if Stefano would approve of it, though.
2: I'll ask Stefano. It's I been... think sometimes people do try to be experimental with the Italian cuisine, and I do mm. think it's 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 so successful and so delicious for a reason that you don't have to try to make it. Something that it isn't. Mm
0: -hmm. Like uh, the supermarket Iceland famously do a chicken tikka lasagna.
2: God, no. (laughs) No. No. (laughs) I just think sometimes you've just got to leave it. (laughs) I think that's the line, isn't it? Just leave it, Iceland.
1: (laughs) We come to your side dish.
2: Let's go with Cajun... Oh my God, I'm about to, I'm about to (laughs) contradict myself again, but (laughs) Cajun lasagna, Cajun salted fries. That's not too bad. That's not like, that's not too far, is it? That's not too like, that's not like chicken, chicken tikka lasagna. (laughs) That's just like Cajun salted fries. (laughs) So good, but cooked to perfection, really crunchy.
0: Tell Mm. me Bimini, because the, the involvement of Cajun spicing in fries now makes me think what shape are these fries? Are we curling them up?
2: I'm trying to think if I want anything else on them. I want them to be quite bitty. Got to be crispy. Mm-hmm, right. I think they've got to be, do you know what they, they are? They're, they're, they're bit just a bit smaller than your average chip shop chip, but they're cooked crunchier. There's actually a chip shop, because I was just in Margot, So this is just fresh in my memory. They have a chip shop there, which was really tasty, and they, they've got it right. But that kind of level of, like, chip that's cooked soft in the middle but really crispy on the outside. Mm-hmm. Not burnt, though. It's not charred. You want mm-hmm. it to be, like, just cooked just before charring, charring, charring. Is it charring? I would say charring, personally. But you
1: can say charring. <laughs> yeah, because char- charring's lovely. Uh, charring sounds nicer, actually.
2: Yeah, okay, let's change that in the dictionary. Um, yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> that, not just before it's not burned, and then it's it's covered in, yeah, Cajun occasionally salted and just mm. super delicious. Mm. And I do think you do need a side of garlic vegan mayo just to dip in. Or sriracha as well. To add a bit more spice, because I, I do like spice.
1: We'll give you two dips.
2: Okay, that's lovely. Thank you.
0: I would say vegan garlic mayo is one of the things that is absolutely indistinguishable from non-vegan. Yeah. Like, if you get a vegan garlic mayo, it's exactly the same as a non-vegan garlic mayo. It's absolutely delicious. Well,
2: mayo's really stepped it up mm. over the last couple of years. I went vegan in 2015, and there was fuck all, really, to eat. Um, so I that's... Well, I guess the love of bread came for, But they're, they're, it's, it's, it's evolved over the years, which I'm very grateful for. And we now have our own section in supermarkets. Progression is happening. People are noticing us. There's a bit more respect, not a lot, but a bit. Progression with the, the mayo. I'm here for that.
1: Yeah. There is one person who can tell the difference between vegan garlic mayo and normal garlic mayo, though, and that is your grandfather.
2: <laughs> yeah, <he laughs> oh, can yeah, absolutely.
1: Tell the Only if you told him afterwards, though.
2: Only if you tell them afterwards. Exactly. This is the thing. I like trying, I don't, it's not like spiking my family. I don't spike them. <laughs> but one of my pet peeves about cooking or making food for people that are non-vegan, that are my friends, that they say the phrase, this is good for vegan. And I'm like, no, it's just good. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good for vegan. It's just good food. It really, it really grinds my gears, that one. That'd be a good TV
1: show just called Good for Vegan, and someone hosts it, and people don't know if the food is vegan or not. Mm -hmm. They have to eat it and say what they think and make the guess.
2: You've just come up with Channel 4's new reality competition show. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think you'd be a good host for it, Bimini. Yeah, you'd be great at that, Bimini. Well, let's do it. I think you need to pitch it because that's actually a really good idea. And I feel like people are going to listen to this podcast and then jump in it. So I think you need to get in there quickly.
1: Yeah, there's a few f- ideas we come up with on this podcast, actually, that I, I think we need to get in there quickly and do this. And Benito stops us from doing it. And then I know <laughs> other people are going to make a lot of money from it. What other ideas are there, James, that we've come up with on this podcast? Well, we've come up with loads of ideas, haven't we? I'm just yeah. trying to think now. Of <laughs> of, uh, go, going, laying on a conveyor belt and going for the glazed curtain at a donut shop. Yeah. Is that something that you'd be interested in, Bimini, if we make
0: a show where we lay down celebrities on a conveyor belt and put them through a glaze curtain at a donut shop? If it was vegan glaze?
2: If it was vegan glaze and also I got creative control over the outfit. Yes. And also, as it goes back round... Somehow I'm in a new look every time it goes round, but it just keeps going. Like it's just a different look. It's like an actual concept. It's like an art show. It's like a fashion show. It's like a Mugler fashion show, but actually in a glazed kitchen. Brilliant. There we go. Art, fashion, food.
0: You have actually just refined that idea to
1: something good. Thank you, Bibbidi. Your drink, what is your dream drink for this meal?
2: I am going to go with a chili salted margarita. Mm, A picante, would we call it a picante? Have you had it called that before? I have not, um, but I have had it called margarita with chili and salt all around that rim but we can call it picante is that no, what it's that called is,
0: yours describes it way better yours is a, a tomato mozzarella salad style thing i know exactly yeah. what it is now um, yeah. i've just had it called picante before with a half a chili stuck in the top of it as well
2: oh okay okay that could be cool i think it's got to be frozen though yes the margarita's frozen oh
0: okay yeah, yeah. now we're talking
1: i introduced my mum to frozen margaritas recently she'd never had them before um made sure she ordered one changed her life was she was she hyper <laughs> she was just saying how delicious it was all the time kept on remarking on how delicious it was
2: they are really good as a cocktail it's a, it's a really great blend of lime yeah see lime there you go the edginess of the lime <laughs> and the, the tequila tequila being like that like the only alcoholic drink that's an upper which i think is important sometimes if you don't want to go downward spiral with gin which i've done many a times um, so I think I think margarita is margarita is the way it's the way forward.
1: Talk about your journey to this particular type of margarita. What other margaritas did you visit along the way that weren't quite as good, but that led you to, to this point?
2: So we've we my, me and my housemates we we do love a margarita. It reminds me of our summer, lock, kind of the lockdown last year, um, when we were locked down together. We had a garden in like we we moved house recently. We don't have a garden as much anymore, but we had this lovely garden. It was really sunny. And we would have like margaritas in the evenings. And it reminds me of that time. And I think we experimented quite a lot. Um, I would say some margaritas were terrible and offensive to the entire culture <laughs> that it comes from. <laughs> but others margaritas were spot on and banging. Sometimes we've, we've done it where we've been having drinks and the, the ladle comes out. So this is another multi-use purpose. We don't have shot glasses. We use a ladle. So we'll do shots of tequila out of a ladle. My housemate, when she gets the ladle out, you know it's about to get real. That's when it's about to go down. But before the ladle comes out, we're usually a bit more kind of PC or a bit more reserved. So we'll just have the lovely margaritas. But I'm I'm always up for experimenting. As long as it's vegan, if someone says to me, try this, I'll never say no. Can you remember the first time you had this particular margarita with the chili. Probably was only a cup about a year or so ago, I think I was introduced with the chili. And actually, I think the reason I got onto margaritas, because before that I was always a gin and tonic drinker. The reason I got to margaritas is because I'm a big fan of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And they all drink margaritas on there. And I they look so glam. And they're yeah. always just like getting really wasted. And I remember being like, oh, they all drink margaritas. I want to start drinking margaritas. And then I got onto margaritas and was like, no wonder they drink margaritas. It's brilliant. <sighs> And from then on, I am a margarita stan account.
0: <laughs> Obviously, on, on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, they all drink margaritas and then absolutely scream horrible things at each other. Is that something that you look forward to of an evening?
2: We don't scream at each other. That's But, like, even when I was filming Drag Race reality show, I didn't scream at anyone. But they do do that, and it's very entertaining to watch.
1: I haven't seen <laughs> The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Uh, do they have a ladle? Do they do... do
2: drink, drink... <laughs> Like no they're all rich they're all really oh. rich so they don't have ladles they have actual shot glasses but they are missing a trick because the thing with a ladle you've seen how deep a ladle can be yeah you don't know how big that shot is going to be yeah you just neck it back and then you're either you either passed out or you've got a bit more going ya. but the ladle's deceiving
0: at this dream meal would you like us to serve uh head the soup with the ladle for your starter and then bring it out at the end of the meal to do shots out of
2: Absolutely, But I need my housemate Ella to come out with me and she has to give me the ladle because it is her ritual to get the ladle out.
1: Great. Every time someone <laughs> mentions a ladle, um, I just always think of uh, the episode of Friends where they say, see, see your ladle. Do you remember that? I don't
2: remember that. <laughs> I'm afraid I don't. But <laughs> I, episode I... of Friends. I was an episode of Friends where uh,
1: there's, a, there's, there's a guest character who's quite funny. I can't remember what they're called. And... Uh, Phoebe says, Oh, you know, if um if that person came in and wanted a ladle, they'd say, see your ladle. And uh it was a, and, Very and really stuck with me forever. Really stuck with me forever. <laughs> Always think about it, see can't hear the word ladle without thinking see your ladle.
2: Well I guess that's I guess that's you guess say that's where your comedy stems from, that joke.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. Phoebe from friends. Phoebe's saying what joke another person would possibly make. Yeah, that is my entire comedy persona. And now it's starting to make sense why you end all of your sets with "see you ladle, everyone." Yep, see you ladle never get, <laughs> never gets anything. Then I walk out, go back into the dressing room, head in my hand, so We bombed again. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe it. Look, I've kind of been putting off the dessert a bit and trying to like bring up other subjects because earlier you said that sometimes you go to the pizza place and you don't have dessert. And that, that made me quite trepidatious and I'm 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 feeling quite trepidatious right now.
2: Oh my goodness, I never said that. No. I never said that. You twisted my words I said I don't have the Oreo pizza dessert oh. because I've had too much bread. But I certainly have room for dessert oh, yes. every time I eat. So, so relieved, woo. aren't you, James?
1: Ah, oh, <laughs> let's do this then, Bimini. The dream dessert.
2: I would say I love savory. Savory yes. most, but I do have a sweet tooth. There's always a bit of room for dessert.
1: Well, as long as there's room, I'm happy. But what I say, Bimini, is
0: if you don't if you don't want to have a dessert at this dream meal, you don't have to. You can pick something savoury in place of the
1: dessert. Oh, so don't there we go. Don't worry De- about devil that. on your shoulder.
2: I'm gonna go with the dessert, something sweet, because we've been very heavy on the bread and the the savoury, and I do love savoury. And but we've had a lot of really banging savoury food, so I do have room for a dessert. And I will say that the particular dessert that I am going to go with is it's a toss up. Drum roll please it is either a strawberry cheesecake or a sticky toffee pudding one of those two served with a dollop of ice cream for the strawberry cheesecake or vegan custard for the sticky toffee pudding warm for the sticky toffee pudding cold for the cheesecake Whew. I'm
1: happy to go double dessert here but uh I guess we should Probably try and make you choose. Let's talk about both,
0: and then me and James can decide whether we're going to make you choose one of them if you clearly are in favour of one of them more, or whether we go double dessert.
2: They both represent me. They both represent both sides to my personality. I've got the sweet bit of kind of pink, kind of very like like sexy side, or I've got the sticky toffee, bit more gritty, bit more punky side. I just feel like they both represent me. And I would it would be a shame to choose, but I feel like if you were to put me to choose, I would have to probably say Sticky Toffee Pudding.
0: Now, I was with you with the sort of the two sides of your personality. I was like, I like where Bimini's going with this, the sort of sexy strawberry cheesecake side. I was with you there. Mm-hmm. It's when you described Sticky Toffee Pudding as punk that I got slightly lost. How is Sticky Toffee Pudding punk?
2: Well, I feel like Sticky Toffee Pudding... I just think it just it just doesn't really it doesn't really know what it's up to but it defies it's sticky yeah yes but it's sweet as well and it's 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 is it a pudding yeah i don't know does it know if it's a pudding it is a pudding. Okay, well, okay. Maybe I was just I was clutching at uh, metallic straws there, but I think it's <laughs> I, I, I think it's punk. Oh, I absolutely loved. I loved hearing
0: you <laughs> tie yourself up in knots there. Just going, is it a pudding? And then everyone clearly just going, yeah, no, it is a pudding. We all know it's a pudding. It's famously yeah. one of the most famous okay. puddings. <laughs> Sticky toffee pudding.
2: It's in the do you know. What I was I was like, I'm out of my depth now. I'm out of my depth now. You, you I'm not gonna bullshit you like you know what you're talking about. <laughs> I think you,
1: you get sticky toffee pudding at a school dinner, don't you? And stuff like that. That's punk. Mm. Is it? Having dinner at school? Yeah. I think any pudding that you get at a school dinner is punk. <laughs> I think so. Yeah.
0: But I would see sticky toffee pudding more as like a very, sort of very traditional sort of almost Victorian British dessert that you'd eat in like a gentleman's club or something. Steampunks.
1: If it's
2: Victorian. Steampunks. <laughs> steamed. And it's a steamed pudding. Yeah. And it's steamed. So there you go. I would say that I've been to many a gentleman's <laughs> club and I've never eaten a toffee yeah. pudding.
0: I didn't mean necessarily that. <laughs> Don't know what, my <laughs> what sort of gentleman's club are we both talking
2: about? Well, maybe a lot more classy because I, well, no, I, I mean, I'm all for like a lot of my performance styles uh, are heavily inspired by kind of the stripper and burlesque scene. So I love a gentleman's club. I'm all for that. They're, they're, I'm pro, pro that. Yeah. Very much so.
0: Oh, see, I was imagining like the sort of dark wood, like traditional gentleman's club. You'd see like old politicians in there or something.
2: I'm, I'm now picturing like a Hugh Hefner's kind of yeah. gentleman's club where there's all the politicians cheating on their wives with Playboy bunnies. Yeah. And what are they eating? Sticky toffee pudding. <laughs> Sticky toffee pudding. Yeah. <laughs> With chilli yeah, margaritas. Exactly. What a night.
1: <laughs> so your entire menu, menu, Bimini, is served at the Playboy Mansion now. And that's Your dream restaurant meal becomes Playboy Mansion's menu.
2: Well, I just feel like this is a full circle moment for me because yeah. Pamela Anderson is someone who I've heavily looked to for inspiration because she's someone that has been very overtly feminine and proud of that femininity, but also uses her platform to advocate for social injustices. And she was in the Playboy Mansion. Now I'm in the Playboy Mansion doing the same thing. Me and Pamela Anderson, full circle moment. Here we go. Brought it back to Pammy.
0: Amazing.
2: (laughs) And that is why Lewis Hamilton is at number one, because I'm not on a racetrack eating my dinner. I'm at the Playboy Mansion having a lot more fun. Pamela
1: Anderson is the original babe.
2: Yeah, she was a 90s bombshell. I love Pammy. In my
1: life, the first person that other kids at school told me was sexy. Yeah, same. And, and, was a, and was a babe. Yeah. Was Pamela Anderson. So for my whole life, just because, you know, I was born in 1985. So the age I was when the other kids in my class started talking about people being sexy and people being babes, Pamela Anderson was the one that everyone was talking about. So for the rest of my life, whenever anyone mentions babes, <laughs> I'll always think... Original babe, Pamela Anderson. OG babe, totally.
0: And because of Barbed Wire, the film that she was in, and the catchphrase of that film was, don't call me babe. Yeah. Don't, don't call, call me babe. babe. So if anything, you should stop now, because she did ask you to stop calling her babe in that
1: film, James. <laughs> Uh-oh.
2: Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> also, I think for me, similar similar experience, but maybe different, is that um, I knew I was gay, because I wanted to be Pamela Anderson. I didn't fancy Pamela Anderson. Yeah. So I remember thinking, okay, well, these feelings are maybe not normal. And then I grew up and became a drag artist and used Pamela as a lot of sources of inspiration. So there we go, full circle again. But that would have been more fun.
1: Than my experience. My experience was just all the other kids telling me that Pamela Anderson was a babe and was sexy. And then I just agreed with them all because I didn't really know what was going on. That was it.
0: And when they released the... Do you remember they released the Virgin Cola Pammy bottles that were supposed to be in the shape of Pamela Anderson? um, And I went out and bought one of those and uh, I thought the bottle was sexy. And that's how I realised I was straight and disgusting.
2: (laughs) I love that. But I mean, I wonder if that would... I wonder if that would fly today. Oh, I don't I'm not sure it would. I feel like the the bottles wouldn't no. be um, modeled after curvaceous no. women anymore. No, it's absolutely mad. And then you <laughs> bought
1: one as well, your little perv. Yeah, me and my friend <laughs> went to the petrol station to buy one because we'd heard they were
0: releasing bottles in the shape of Pamela Anderson. I think we were hoping for like actual tits on the bottle uh-huh. rather than just the shape of it, but absolutely disgusting little boys.
2: Well, I think the fact that you fancied a bottle is yeah. quite is quite the um Maybe it links. Maybe Freud would go crazy over this. Yeah. Yes.
1: I, you, you said that's how you knew you were straight, but let's let's be very clear. You fancied a bottle. <laughs>
2: <laughs> to... uh, that's just admitted the theory that sexuality is fluid. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Absolutely. Probably the best joke that's ever been done on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Absolutely
0: phenomenal. Truly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm going to read you your order back now, Bimini. You tell me how you feel about it. Water, Go sparkling on. with ice and lime, and your own metallic straw. Gorgeous. Amuse bouche. We're giving you that spiced carrot from Margate as the amuse bouche. Ah, oh, yes. Pobdoms or bread. White crusty roll, warm with Sainsbury's salted vegan butter, and a little bite of the uncooked dough. Oh, yeah. Starter. Heather soup. and potato soup. Cooked by your mum.
2: Heather soup. Oh, my mum's going to be. Very proud of that, her <laughs> one dish.
1: <laughs> Main, Parmigiana Party Pizza from Perezza.
2: Go on, yes.
1: Side dish, Cajun salted fries with vegan garlic mayo and sriracha dip as well. Drink, chilli salted frozen margarita and dessert. We landed on the punk rock of desserts, sticky toffee pudding with a hot <laughs> custard. Amazing.
2: There we go. That sounds like a bang up meal if I don't say so myself. It does sound good. And then just
0: at the end, we can see your friend Ella storming into the restaurant. Uh, Sorry, the Playboy Mansion, (laughs) holding a ladle above her head.
2: Yeah, (laughs) and she has to come up at me with aggression and I also (laughs) don't know how much tequila is going to be in that ladle. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much,
0: Bimini, for coming to the Dream Restaurant.
2: Thank you for having me. That's been lovely.
1: There we go, James, the off-menu menu of Bimini Bon Boulash. Delicious, beautifully described dishes, Great recommendations of places to go to. Yeah, a laugh. What more could you ask for from an episode of Off Menu? Very little. Oh, maybe a professional intro. Oh, come on, mate. Why are you still on that? Because I know we're about to do an outro, and I just want to us to have that in mind and up our game. No, because you've already made it not
0: professional. Because you've just you've just pulled me up again. If we were being professional, we would have just got on with it. Ah, didn't mention me Gong Goulash. No, Bimini Bomboolash did not mention Gimini Gongoolash, which was lucky because we were very much enjoying her company. Yes. Pre-order Bimini's book, A Drag Queen's Guide to Life, and look out for new music
1: coming from Bimini very, very soon. Can't wait. Can't wait to hear the new tunes. Thank you so much, Bimini, for coming in the Dream Restaurant. Uh, Also, we need to say thank you to some people who have sent us food lately, Ed. Yes. I mean, since episode 100, it's been a veritable onslaught of delicious foods james it has because episode 100 was us doing our dream meals and the people who we mentioned are mighty generous folks simon rogan and the the lads simon rogan and the lads brigade sent us some burkswell puddings which was my dream side dish Mm, mm, and mm. let me tell you when you get sent your dream side dish to make at home you get a bit worried You think, I've said this was my dream side. I've gone on the podcast. On record. On record, I've said it. Maybe it will turn out it's not my dream side and I'll eat it and go, oh, actually, I don't like this as much. Oh, man, I've been in heaven, Ed. Oh, man, me too. Just absolutely delicious. I I was saying to you, I had my first hangover of the year the other day. I I didn't drink for the first three months of the year. April, tiptoeing back into drinking again, having a nice time. First proper getting drunk at the end of April. And that hangover... I ate six Burkswell puddings, and I was like, hangovers are great, actually. Yeah. And, I, and I've really wasted the first three months of this year.
0: Well, I wasn't hungover, and I ate four, so God knows what's going to happen if I have a hangover.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's going to be absolutely awful.
0: Um, the Birkswell puddings are just the most, some of the most delicious things I've ever eaten. Oh, oh. so thanks to Simon Rogan and, uh, and Tom Barnes and uh, Ollie Marlow, all at Simon Rogan at home. Thank you. Ed got sent a wheel of the cheese. The Birkswell, lads sent me a wheel of the cheese, James. And I'm a talking
2: whole a wheel. huge
0: wheel. Not like you couldn't put it on a car, but you could put it on a
1: child's trike, the front yeah. wheel of a child's trike. If you wanted that child to grow up to be a horrible cheese and biscuits loving freak. Well, thank you to the Buckswell. Yes. We don't think you're
0: freaks, actually. We think you're great. Uh, so thanks for okay. sending that, Fair which enough. means I'm always going to have cheese to go on my Buckswell puddings. Yum, 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 yum. Uh, also, James, I don't know if you remember, uh, one of my dream dishes was the Berber and Q Mm. cauliflower. Yeah, I do remember that. The whole roast cauliflower with tahini and rose petals and pine nuts and all sorts of things like that. And they sent me one. They sent me one. They do a meal kit of it. And it comes with hummus
1: as well and pitters. And uh, I had an absolute party by myself. Ed's favourite kind of party. Self party. Yeah, not a Parmigiano party. Uh, No. Just an Ed self party. Also, I shouted out some poppadoms from Namaste Kathmandu, and they're giving me free food for life. (laughs) A wonderful curry house in Edinburgh. And some other news, James is moving to Edinburgh. Oh, sorry, yeah. I've got to be moving to Edinburgh very quickly and never buying food
0: again. I can't wait. Thank you to the good people at Fallow who sent us some amazing burger kits, including these things called corn ribs, where you chop up uh, corn on the cob and deep fry it and then put this incredible kombu seasoning on the top. Let me tell you, they sent extra convo seasoning. James has made corn ribs four times by himself since then.
1: Yep, I keep on buying corn on the cobs, cutting them into quarters and <laughs> making corn ribs at home. I love it. And a big squeeze of lime on every single corn rib. Bimini would love it in the evening. And All's Well sent
0: us their gin and bacon meal kit, mm. which was fantastic. There was this pork collar in there, this slow-cooked pork collar yep. with bacon jam that was just, oh, so good.
1: And, of course, I loved the uh, gin and tonic dessert. The
0: gin and tonic cheesecake. But thank you very much uh, for all that delicious food. I have
1: genuinely uh, never eaten so much. Yep, delicious. Thank you so much. And, Ed, may I say, after all that food I ate, I was bready chetty and ready for Betty. Have I used that right?
0: We should also say uh, huh? that Bimini was a bit annoyed at the end um, because she was going to say, um, see you ladle. been planning it for like the whole time since james said see you ladle Uh, and then benito ended the recording so
1: yeah from inside his little cupboard locked in there little vegetarian cupboard eating his yogurt and he just stopped it sure he managed to get his revenge somehow little yeah spiteful vegetarian not liking (laughs) vegans stopped it really early but bimini would have said see you ladle and it would have been the perfect end to the it would have been the perfect end to the episode so sorry bimini and sorry
0: listeners anyway bye bye
2: Hi, I'm Gina Martin, a campaigner and writer. And I'm Stevie Martin, I'm a comedian and writer, and also we're sisters. We are sisters, and we're doing our new podcast, Might Delete Later. It's a podcast about social media, about going back, looking at your embarrassing ones, things you like, things you don't like, and we're talking to all different types of people. So many different types of people, we've got writers, we've got comedians. Maybe we'll get a politician, maybe we'll get a dog, maybe I'll talk to a
0: plant, deal with it, who knows. It's like a little snapshot into people's social media lives. Yeah, and hopefully it'll make you think more about how you use (laughs) social media and how how you feel about it so do subscribe on all of the platforms that you usually get your podcasts on and visit at might delete later pod on instagram because we're going to be putting up really fun videos and the things that you didn't see in the podcast episode oh exciting thanks dudes
1: hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget Hi, I'm Lucy Beaumont. And guess what? I'm Sam Campbell. If you enjoy, Oh, well, um, there's another, there's a uh, another podcast just coming out. Oh no, the podcast is out now.
2: Yeah. If people have enjoyed Off Menu, will they enjoy Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains? I don't, I don't know.
1: There's, well, there's a bit of a crossover. We talk about um, maybe, you know, a couple of food uh, issues. We talk about cutlery, and that's near food. We reckon it's out now. Not soon, it's now.
2: Is it on all the platforms?
1: Oh, it absolutely is. If you like James and if you love Head, you might get a kick out of this. But, yeah, again, no pressure. But, um, yeah, we, th- this one is coming. This one's out now. Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains.